Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. I'm here to talk about life, man. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Big Tweez, episode 12 of the Open Minded Podcast. We here, we live, we ready. Uh, the date is April 15th. So if you ain't got them taxes done by now, this is definitely the cutoff date. The IRS will be knocking at the door. So Taking be prepared. It. Taking it all. <clears throat> I'm going to introduce my boy, a great friend, best friend, my boy Dose. Uh, had him back on the podcast again, man. He was on episode 10. Uh, so I had him back, man, to talk about a couple topics today about the NBA, man. So say what's up to the people, Dose. What's up, everybody? Get them taxes done, man. You got oh, you got an hour. Got an hour. Got an hour. It's a smooth hour, man. Or Ooh. it's a wrap. Uncle Sam, don't play. All right, y'all. So on this episode, man, I brought my boy Dose on there, man, because we share a very vibrant love for the game of basketball um, and more specifically the NBA. Uh, so today we're going to talk about the NBA awards, our predictions for the NBA awards uh, for the regular season, as well as the NBA playoff prediction. Um, so the topics we're going to talk about in regards to the NBA awards will be the coach of the year, defensive player of the year, six man, the MVP and the rookie of the year. Now, Basically, what's going to happen is um, I'm going to let my man Dose explain on every topic why he thinks that uh, this candidate should be up uh, for that s- specific award. And then I'm just going to tear him down and show why he's wrong. Um, so so for the first award, we're going to talk about the coach of the year. Now, in your opinion, Dose, who do you have as the coach of the year? Terry Scotts. Now, okay. but I do know the top three choices are Brad Stevens, Quint Snyder, and Brent Brown. Okay. Which I do believe they done outstanding jobs, but how great of a job can you give a Brad Stevens for having a Kyrie and Al Horford and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, you know, up and rising stars who play defense on both ends and stuff like that, but not give Terry Scotts for the credit that he's done. I think Terry Scotts is one of the most underrated coaches in the NBA. Okay. Now, now the reason why you're wrong, I'm, I'm going to tell you very short. First of all, there, well, first I'm going to tell you who the candidate and who will, will who will get it, which is Quinn Snyder from uh, the Utah Jazz. Now, the reason why Quinn Snyder is leaps and bounds um, as far as the coach regards to definitely get it is, first of all, the way you said about Brad Stevens. They are the number one uh, seed in the East. Definitely give them that. But like you said, they did get an all-star and Kyrie Irving. Yeah. He has a great system. I'm not mad at him for that. No. Um, Gordon Hayward definitely went down early, um, and he definitely prevailed and led him to the number one seed. Now, now the teams in the East, as far as, like, for example, LeBron, woefully over, I mean, underachieving. They're 29th in the league in a, in a defense. So the Cavs were the only team that could even uh, attempt, attempt, attempt to uh, – stay in line as far as the, the Celtics. And uh, I want to apologize, actually, because the Raptors are actually the, the number one seed. Uh, but the Celtics, you know what I'm saying, they, they, they definitely had that upper edge. Uh, the, they, had, they had the edge above everybody. Um, but in my personal opinion, man, the reason why I have Quinn Snyder is, is simply a couple of things. First of all, he's led by a rookie, okay? Donovan Mitchell is a full-on rookie. He's not one of these Ben Simmons rookies where he's played – you know, where, where he's got to travel with the team for a year. He's not that. He's fresh out of Louisville, straight rookie, averaging 20 points a game. Okay? Yeah. That is their leader. That is their, that's who they run the offense through. Okay? Second of all, 
they lost an all-star in Gordon Hayward. Okay. He he went ahead and signed with the, the Celtics, even though he had a gut-wrenching injury in the very beginning of the season against the Cavs. They lost an all-star. Okay. So they had to formulate their whole plan around a rookie as well as losing an all-star. Hold Second on. of all, they also had Rudy Gobert. But he's not an all-star, though. Let's not do this, okay? No, 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 he's no, not. No, no, no. I mean, he's solid. I'm not mad at Rudy Gobert. He's definitely in a. He he he's in contention for a defense player. Come on, you skipping ahead. Relax, okay? We we'll get there. We we'll get there. Now, they lost Gordon Hayward. He was their best player. He was an all-star last year. Okay? He's averaging 23 points a game. The the third thing is that they're a small market team, bro. So they wasn't even in contention to get another all-star. So. Quinn Snyder knew coming into it, like, damn, we lost an all-star, so whoever we get in the draft is going to be the man. Unless, for some odd reason, Ruby, Ricky Rubio steps up, which he's not no all-star or nothing like that. So he knew going in he had to build around a, a high draft pick. Now, Donald Mitchell was a 13th draft pick, bro. He built around that man. He's averaging 20 points a game. And they're in the fifth seed, bro. Come on now. Hold on, hold on. The fifth okay. seed. Terry Scott has Portland in the third seed after – we lost a few people on some trades, um, but you, but but listen, y'all, but they didn't lose their best player, bro. It's not like they lost Damon Lillard and then they came back and oh, then they oh. came back and was a thirsty. That, that that's not what happened. But we did lose a Lamarcus Aldridge. We did lose a Nicholas Batum. We did. Lose... That was three years ago, though. Come on, bro. I'm just saying. And we were we we were a seven C last year. But we talking about this year, bro. It this year, how is Terry? This Scott? year, this year, y'all have. Damian Lillard, who's an all-star. Yes. Y'all have another y'all y'all have another 20-point scorer and CJ McCollum. Yeah. And y'all have uh Nurkic. Nurkic solid is a 15, big 16-point scorer again. Probably. Come on, bro. They they're now listen, I do agree that they have woefully overachieved as far as the thirsty. I'm not arguing with you with that. But come on, bro. To have a rookie leading your unit, he's averaging 20 points a game. Now, mind you, they're their leading score is only averaging 20 a game, bro. Now, that's a lot, but he's a rookie averaging 20 a game. It's not like he, he he's Lillard averaging 26 a game, and then he has Nurkic averaging 15 a game, and then he has uh, C.J. McCollum averaging 22 a game. They don't have that. I, I do believe that you're a person that should be like, get better. You're in the league. What else are you doing? So is that is that Damian Lillard's fault that C.J. McCollum and Nurkic will put the same amount of time? In that he will not, not, not at least. But this is where this is the reason why I'm winning the argument. Though it's, on, it's simply because it's simply because we're talking about coach of the year, but we're not talking about the players. We're not yeah. talking about we're not we're not comparing players. We're comparing what the coaches who who lead the players are doing. That's all we're talking about. Quinn Snyder can't jump into the body of Damian Lillard and, and have him play better, and uh, vice versa. They cannot do that. Only thing I'm talking about is what Quinn Snyder has done with the unit that he has. He has a rookie leading his unit. That's all he's doing. He's averaging 20 a game. He got them in the fifth seed in the West, bro. Come on, those. Terry Scott has Portland in the third seed in the West, and he has quality wins over Golden State Warriors, the Rockets, the big teams at the top. But they also have two, they, they also have a top five backcourt in the league, bro. Jazz don't have that. The Jazz have Ricky Rubio and Spald Dal Mitchell. Bro, top five backcourt in the league. I mean, exactly. Wise, don't yeah. even answer. Don't even answer because you know it's not true. Bro. Ricky you Rubio had a triple double this year. You don't call that top dog, bro. Stop, bro. CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard are easily 
I mean, they're you just want to say top two? I mean, you can easily say top three. They're top three. Because, I mean, you still got to count in John Wall, Bradley Bill. You still got to count in Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Um, and not this year because Wall barely played this year. So, they're, this year they were top two, bro. Come on. And, they, and, and they're in the third seed. I'm not mad at that. But if you want to compare coaching jobs, Quinn Snyder has a very depleted, a very depleted Jazz team, fresh off of losing their best player, all-star, averaging 23 a game in Gordon Hayward. And now they have a rookie leading the unit, heading the charge, averaging 20.5 points a game. And they are in the fifth seed, though. I they shouldn't even be in the playoffs, bro. But they were in the playoffs last year, too, though. Yeah, but they also had Gordon Hayward. Okay, but they lose him. They shouldn't be in the playoffs after that. Okay, I understand that, but you gotta understand they were a they were a, what eight seed last year. They went up three. Yeah, spots. they were eight seed. Yeah, yeah. They played the Warriors first round. Portland went up three spots. We were a seven seed. Okay, but look at the unit that's Portland. Portland. Portland went up four spots. I respect that. Yeah. But look at, but but compare talent there because that's what the coaches have to go off of. Compared to Tommy, you got a rookie averaging 20.5, and then you got a top two backcourt, and you have a top arguably 15 uh, big in a Nurkic. It's not even even, bro. Nurkic isn't a top five big in the league. Come on. I said, I said top 15. Oh, I said top 15. Okay. Yeah. Top 15 big, and you got a top two backcourt, third seed. That, that kind of sounds right. Gobert is a top five big. Bro, come on, bro. No, Listen, I'm. When, listen, we're not going to spend too much time on that. Okay. I, I, I wiped the floor with you on that. No. I apologize, though. So I'm not trying to embarrass you in front of my listeners, oh, but you lost that one, bro. Okay? Hopefully, you bring your heart on this one. He says, Terry Styles, I say, Quinn Snyder, please leave a comment on my channel, on my station, on my Facebook, on my Instagram, telling this man why he's wrong. Please do. So, the next topic is the defensive player of the year. Now, who do you have as the defensive player of the year for this year? Defensive player of the year, uh, it's 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 tough. I, I like Joel Embiid. I definitely like Anthony Davis, and I do think Rudy Gobert is a force to be reckoned with in the paint. But I would probably have to give it to uh, AD. I think AD deserves one. I think he's done a great job in New Orleans with defending the rim, being everything they need him on defense, um, and he doesn't really back down. But you can make the same – validation for Joel Embiid, but I'm sticking with AD. I think AD deserves a defensive player of the year. New Orleans, they they beat us today and his defense played a lot of that. Um, and my Portland boys, he played a lot of defense today and that kind of disrupted what we wanted to get done. Um, so I definitely think Anthony Davis makes a strong candidate for the defensive player of the year. Okay. Now, I want to let my listeners know that me and Benson did not see each other's answers before we Got on the show. Uh, I just told him to come prepare. So we we definitely agree on this specific topic. I'm definitely going with Anthony Davis as well yeah. for uh, defensive player of the year. Now he came out of nowhere because in the very beginning, I want to say the first 30 games, KD was actually lead in the league in uh, blocks. blocks. Exactly. Um, but now AD is leading the league in blocks in 2.6 a game. Um, and another thing that people don't talk about when you talk about defense is completing possessions. Yep. And I think the only way that you can complete a possession is by a turnover or a rebound. And AD, along with averaging 28 points a game, and it's not even the topic as far as points-wise, we're talking about defense, but he finishes possessions with, with an averaging 11 rebounds a game. Yeah. So that's a big part of defense in my personal opinion. So that's big as well. Another big thing that I feel like AD – um, doesn't get as much credit for it. He did kind of when he was in college, but not now, is his versatility. Like, he can guard the one through five. five yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, so 
So when somebody uh, screams at Drew Holiday, for example, AD does have to hedge and get back. He's switching off and he's guarding. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So he can he can stay in front of a West or Westbrook and um and contesting at the rim. So the fact that AD can guard a one through five, lead the league in blocks in 2.6, and still give you 28 points a game and 11 rebounds. I mean, I understand that we're just talking about defensive player of the year, man, but he brings so much more to the table. Yes. Um, I'm definitely going with AD as well. He's definitely a problem. Um, and if he doesn't get it, he's definitely robbed, man, because he got to get something. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He has to get something. So, definitely. Yeah, AD's definitely a problem. I, I definitely so, we definitely agree in that facet. Um, so, next topic, uh, six man of the year. Who you got? <sighs> Lou Will. Falling out. Okay. I've been feeling Lou Will. <laughs> so, this man go. <laughs> got to sing to, to, to enhance the point. I, I definitely think Lou Will. Uh, Will Barton has a strong case. Bob Mute, you know, didn't do bad. But I think Bob Mute was more of a defensive uh, six-man. He wasn't really like a, a scoring six-man. Uh, I definitely, definitely would go with Will, Lou Will, man. He's had – he's been snubbed. He should have been an all-star this year, even even as a six-man. I definitely think he should have got some all-star look um, because he put up big numbers. He, he, he The man could put the ball in the rim. And he, he, he wins on both. He wins on and off the court, man. Who else you know got two girls that love each other? See, I'm bringing saying, up unnecessary six topics, man. man. Six man. Okay, okay. Well, once again, me and Benson did not see each other's topics. I, we also agree as well. Uh, Lou Williams is definitely uh, my pick for the six minute of the year award. I mean, the man's averaging 22 points a game. And nobody's doing that off the bench. I don't know the last time somebody's did that off the bench. Exactly. Um, I think Eric Gordon, yeah, I think Eric Gordon came close last year. But, yeah, nobody's doing that, man. He's averaging 22 a game. He only started 19 games um, this year. And a lot of people try to try to throw that in your face. Like, well, he's kind of started this many games. I mean, he's played 79 games and only started 19. Yeah. So that's a 60-game margin where he's coming off the bench. So he's definitely a six-man. Uh, he's this clip's first option. You got to think. I mean, Blake was traded, you know what I'm yep. saying, by the end of the, the uh, trade yep. deadline this year. Um, and then they got back Tobias Harris, um, you know what I'm saying, as well as A.B. Bradley. But, I mean, DeAndre Jordan is not no offensive threat as far as the first option. Uh, that's definitely Lou Williams' job, coming off the bench, leading the charge. Nobody else in, in the NBA is doing that. Uh, everybody in the NBA from the bum teams like the Suns or the – Sacramento Kings, they at least have a starter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. Shout out to Jay. <laughs> Jay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but uh, man, all of them have a starter who can be the first option. Nobody has that that issue where the bench player is the first option except the Clippers. And Lou Will does that, and he fills the void. Phenomenal. Um, and I also agree with you, Dose, as far as the all-star snub. Man. Yeah. If the kid's averaging 22 off the bench, he should definitely been an all-star. He, even in the West, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think he got robbed. And then when uh, somebody like Boogie Cousins goes down and then Paul George gets 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 that replacement call, I mean, Paul George is doing okay, averaging 20 a game, but he starts. Yeah, he you starts. know what I'm saying? And and he's not putting up the numbers as far as scoring-wise that Lou Williams is. So, I mean, I got to give it to Lou Williams, man. I, don't, I mean, I think he got it a couple years back. I do think uh, – I, I definitely do agree, but I, I don't I don't agree with the Paul George thing. I, I mean, I think PG does his thing. I think – you should. I think they should change the rules of the All-Star game. You should have at least, if you're going to do two players from each team, I mean, players from each team, it should be two at maximum. Golden State had too many. They have too many players in the, in the playoffs. And I think that, I mean, in the uh, All-Star game, and I think that's that's kind of booty. I don't want to see Draymond Green and Klay Thompson in the All-Star game. I'm sorry. 
And you had. No, I agree. I mean, and you had. I agree. I mean, I feel like I feel like the NBA definitely rewards winning a little yeah. too much too at much. times. Uh, like I definitely respect it. Like I know you. Like I know you can remember when the Celtics had four players in there uh, a couple years back, and then and then even further back from that, the, the Pistons had four players in there at one yeah. point. So I mean, I understand the, the the winning aspect, man. But I feel like the All Star is an individual yeah. award. True. Um, so I definitely agree with that. I agree. All right, man. So the next topic, uh, talking about the Rookie of the Year. So who you got for Rookie of the Year? Now, I mean, everybody only has two people in it. So who? You, so who you going with? Spit on. Mitchell. Give it to me. Okay. I, like you said, man, the kid can play ball, man. I think Ben Simmons is a great triple-double threat, but he has pieces on his team that can help him with. You got True. Joel Embiid, the process, you know what I'm saying? And Spidal has really not a lot of resources, and he's killing. And he's doing – He's doing phenomenal plays, not just like basic Ben Simmons basketball plays. That you, this kid can shoot it. He can dunk. He he can do it all. And I, I definitely, I definitely like his his game. I definitely like the the energy he brings. I definitely, you know, like you said, he averaged twenty twenty point five. Man, that's twenty one points a game. Who, how many rookies you know came in the league dropping twenty one points a game? These are facts. And uh, I, I, I'm. He's he's even challenging Damian Lillard for the I think he beat Damian Lillard for the most threes by a rookie. Yeah, is he better? So he's better than Lillard. No, don't you ever disrespect Lillard, my friend. I'm asking. I'm asking you a question. Bro. They didn't call him. <laughs> this is a podcast. They didn't ask him. They didn't call him Hundred Mil Lil when he signed that Adidas contract for nothing. All right, that's that's money. We talking about skill. Skill. Man. He's not touching Damian Lillard. They don't. As a rookie, he may be better though. Dame, he because he made more threes. You know how many points that he really put up his rookie year? How many? Too damn many, Twan. See, look, he ain't got no facts behind it. It's all passion and aggression. No, no. facts. He, he he put like he, he was in two thousand. He was not you know about fifteen hundred points I think for the season. I I believe he averaged about nineteen a game. Yeah, it was about about fifteen hundred. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell average twenty point five, so he's better as a rookie. Stop now, now, Stop. now. Once again, I'm not, I'm, I'm not liking how much me and Benson are agreeing right now, um, because I also have Donovan Mitchell um, as the rookie of the year. Now, everybody has the debate as far as Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell. The reason why I'm taking Donovan Mitchell is because, first of all, he is playing phenomenal. He has a very depleted Jazz team, once I said, in regarding to the coach of the year for Quinn Snyder. Um, he has a very depleted Jazz team um, in the fifth seed. He is a rookie, mm-hmm. and he is and he is everything offensively for the Jazz. Um, and he like and once again, I said he's averaging twenty point five points a game, legit. Um, but the difference between him and Ben Simmons is that he's a true rookie. Now I understand people want to say, well, Ben Simmons didn't play, and Ben Simmons never played a real regular season game. I understand all that, man. But when you get to travel with the team practice with the team yeah. you get to lift weights with the team you get you get to pick the uh the nba coaches minds and just people and just peers around the nba you'll be able to pick their brains man it's basically like you're studying for a test that's right there yeah you know what i'm saying like suppose as opposed to donovan mitchell man he was the, the, the same time uh ben simmons was was in practices and film sessions with the uh, nba coaches and scouts uh all, donovan mitchell was yeah, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell, aka the Spider, he was in. He was taking his finals. He was in March Madness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like 
stuff like that, man. I just feel like if you're trying to compare the two, and the crazy part is Donovan Mitchell does average more now. I can understand how Ben Simmons could be more of an over, uh, mm-hmm. overall better player, yeah. even though Ben Simmons can't shoot a lick. Uh, he's definitely averaging 16 points a game, eight rebounds, and seven assists. I respect that. But when you talk about the lack of of time that Donovan Mitchell was able to train as opposed, like you're giving you're giving Ben Simmons a whole other year on him, but then you're saying that he's a rookie. I just don't agree with that rule. I definitely think they need to change that. I understand when people are saying, well, what if you change it? You're telling me that if a player gets hurt, he's not eligible for rookie of the year. Well, in my opinion, uh, durability is a stat. Yes. If you can't stay on the floor, you shouldn't be as a rookie. Perfect. That's just my personal opinion. I know a lot of people is not going to agree with that, but that's how I feel. Like I said, Donovan Mitchell is averaging 20.5 points a game. He's a true rookie. This is his first year in the NBA, not his second year because of injury. And he has a very bad Jazz team fifth in the West. They're not even limping into the playoffs, man. They're fifth in the West. So, I mean, in my personal opinion, man, I think that it's him. Uh, I love the trolling that that uh, he did as far as wear, wearing the hoodie that said true rookie, uh, the definition of a rookie. Donovan Mitchell, I mean, uh, Ben Simmons didn't like that, but it is what it is. I think I, I agree with my boy Ghost. I definitely think Spider, a.k.a. Donovan Mitchell, is definitely rookie of the year, man. It's just my personal opinion. I agree, too, because like you said, man, true rookie, man, it's your first time stepping on the floor, first time everything. You know, not all exactly. I got here. Nah, you got to be we need first to, year in. We need to understand the definition of a rookie, man, and that's what Donovan Mitchell is. He's a rookie. All right, man. Now, I don't know if we're going to agree on this one, too, but uh, we're talking – I saved the best for last. We're talking MVP now, though. So, who's your MVP? Do you really need to ask that question? Yes, I definitely need to ask it because I'm glad that we're finally not going to agree. LeBron set your point James now. Frame. Why? Please explain to me why. Now, now, mind you, anybody that's listened to this podcast knows that I love LeBron James. I think he's the best player to ever play the game. Okay, me and Benson agree on that facet. But why is LeBron James MVP, though? Please, please. And I pray to God you have facts. Oh, I, I, need to hear I, I, I definitely have the facts that you are looking for. Well, well, he is. Enlightened. First in points. First in minutes. First in field goals. Second in triple doubles. And second in assist. How? And I'm pretty sure he's first in rebounds, too. Or not, if not first, second. He's definitely not second. What what stats are you looking at? Drummond averages fifteen a game. Okay, but I'm saying like he's he's up there in the consideration of that. But he's not first. James so, so I'll rip. 